This Hornet Heaven Christmas special is dedicated to Clive Brandon, a Watford season ticket holder for more than 50 years, who sadly and unexpectedly passed away on the 16th of December 2022. Hornet Heaven 2022 Christmas Special Geeks Bearing Gifts Written by Ollie Wicken Read by Colin Mace Earth Season 2022-23 It's Christmas morning in Hornet Heaven. In the Troy Deeney atrium, yellow tinsel is sparkling and a huge Christmas tree has been hung with yellow, black and red baubles. Generations of deceased Watford fans are wishing each other well and at the foot of the tree, Henry Grover, the man who founded Watford Rovers in 1881, and Bill Mainwood, the afterlife's head of programmes, are about to exchange presents. It's a time of peace and goodwill. Or it would be if Henry and Bill weren't arguing. Stop being ridiculous, Henry. I know you think there are evil men at work behind the scenes at the club, but this Mogi Byatt character... You're mispronouncing his name, Bill. It's Mogi Byatt. It's Mogi, as in bogeyman. Which, by the way, tells you something. It's modgy, Bill, as in dodgy, which tells you the truth. Like many Watford fans, Bill and Henry have been quarrelling for months about how the club's owner, Gino Pozzo, runs things. This has been on top of their usual differences. Anyway, you'll notice that your present's yellow wrapping paper is tied up with red ribbon, in accordance with what I believe to be the correct colour of Watford shorts. And I've... Tied yours up with black ribbon, because you're wrong and I'm right. They're approached by a man in spectacles, wearing a short-sleeved white shirt and tie. Ah, uh, hello Bill, hello Henry, Merry Christmas. The man works in the IT department, meaning his social skills are very much on a par with Roy Hodgson's as Watford manager last season. He says, I see you're arguing... Again. Ah, if it isn't Roy from IT. Merry Christmas, old thing. Merry Christmas, you wizard of all things technological. <laughs> yes, you've caught us having one of our little spats, I'm afraid. Nothing serious, of course. Just a sort of slaven billich getting in the face of the fourth official kind of thing. Yes, sorry you found us like this, Roy. Merry Christmas. In their embarrassment, Bill and Henry placed the presents they were about to exchange back under the tree, unopened. So, how have you been, Roy? I haven't seen you for ages. I expect you were busy trying to come up with a super sciencey way of teleporting yourself to an afterlife in Qatar so you can watch the World Cup. Actually, Henry, I spent the World Cup break working on a different kind of invention, which I now want to give you as a Christmas present. Really? For little old me... For you and Bill, a joint present. Oh, for him too? 
you've been squabbling so much recently that I'm hoping it'll bring you together in Christmas peace and harmony. That's why I'm giving you the present today, even though it's not quite fully ready. It's down Occupation Road. Come and take a look, both of you. Can we manage to put aside our differences for Christmas? What do you think, Henry? Frankly, I'd rather share a present with Kerry Dixon than with you at the moment, Bill Mainwood. But I suppose we should give it a go. It sounds like you're starting to get on better already. Come on, let's go. Bill and Henry follow Roy from IT out of the atrium. It's modgy as in dodgy. Mogi as in bogeyman. Mochi. Mogi. Mochi. Mogi. Roy leads Bill and Henry past the festively decorated windows of the Hornet's shop and down the slope of Occupation Road. He says, The present's just beyond the ancient turnstiles. I'm sure you'll like it. We're in such disagreement, I can't imagine there's anything in the world we both like. Unless Roy's got a shorts that are somehow both red and black. Golly, that's an extraordinary idea I've just had. Watford in red and black halved shorts. Or stripes. Good Lord, I'm a genius. Personally, I'm hoping for something that won't make me look like a clown, Henry. Well... That just shows what a terrible judge of fashion you are, Bill Mainwood. I'd wear red and black striped shorts in a hurry, all day long, all night long. Henry, sometimes you're just... Oh. Bill stops in his tracks as he sees their Christmas present for the first time. Goodness, Roy, how touching. You've rebuilt my hut. Thank you. What? This can't be right. How can the Bill Mainwood programme hut be a joint present? It needs my name on it. The founder of a football club deserves more kudos than a mere programme seller. Founder? All you did was bring a ball to a kickabout. Stop it, you two. The whole point of this present is to stop your bickering. Well, I'm afraid the bickering can't stop, because in our midst there's a serial excuser of the owner of our football club. Bill Mainwood thinks Gino Pozzo's silent and secretive dictatorship is acceptable while wise old Henry wants to throw out our most successful owner in decades with no thought as to what would follow. Pozzo out. Pozzo in. Roy finds himself separating the two old men. Bill, Henry, it's Christmas. Goodness, sorry. You're right, Roy. We should have a truce. A seasonal ceasefire. Sorry, Roy. Roy takes Bill and Henry all the way up to the porter cabin. He says, You'll see I've renamed the hut, but it isn't about kudos for anyone. It's simply to indicate the building's new purpose. In recent years, it's been the Bill Mainwood Marriage Guidance Hut, the Bill Mainwood Tattoo Parlour, and even the Bill Mainwood Man Cave. But today, the famous yellow sign says, Ta-da! The Bill Mainwood Quantum Accelerator Hut. Oh, don't you like the name, Bill? I was going to put Quantum Accelerator Chamber, but I ran out of room on the sign. No, it's fine. I I just don't know what a Quantum Accelerator is. Me neither, Roy. To a bone-headed chump like myself, Quantum Mechanics is as veiled in mystery as the way Gino Potto runs our football club. Well, I did think of calling it something more straightforward, like the Bill Mainwood Time Machine. What? 
But then I thought that a couple of non-scientists like yourself would expect it to fly around the place like a Bill Mainwood TARDIS or something, and that's not how it works. Hold on, Roy. Are you saying you've invented time travel during the World Cup break? Yes. There's still a component that needs to be... I say, this knocks red and black striped shorts into a cocked hat. Roy from IT, it's you that's the true genius round here. You're not a specky IT geek at all, it turns out. By Jove! Time travel! This is the most exciting Christmas present ever. Roy leads Bill and Henry back up Occupation Road past the ancient turnstiles towards the atrium. He says, You can take a look inside the hut when I've got it working. It's a proper scientific Christmas gift. Nothing trivial like some of the merchandise in the Hornet's shop this year. I saw they've got a garden gnome in Watford kit doing a knee slide. You'd have to be a bit simple-minded to be pleased with a present like that. You're probably giving one to Derek Garston, are you, Bill? That's harsh, Roy. I'd be delighted to receive one, and I speak as someone who's intrigued to know how this quantum accelerator will work. Oh, I think I know already, Bill, old thing. I'm imagining we'll be able to go to tomorrow's game against Millwall today. Or we could find out in advance how many managers we're going to appoint in 2023. Or we could go forward a hundred years and celebrate two hundred years at Vicarage Road. The possibilities are endless, Bill, old thing. Ah... Uh, Sorry to disappoint you, Henry, but that's not how my quantum accelerator works. It can only transport you to the past and only to Watford matches. Oh, but we can go back to those already, through the ancient turnstiles here. The machine I've built is different. This bit of kit allows you to take part in any Watford match in history, not just watch. You'll be playing. Playing? Marvellous. Oh, dear. I'm not sure I want to play for Watford. What? I hope that doesn't mean you don't like my present, Bill. Well, to be honest, I'm a bit worried that if we're allowed to play, those of us who weren't very good at football might let the side down. Never mind about that, Bill. Leave the playing to me. I was very good at it. Very good indeed. So good that I founded a club. Heavens, what a Christmas present, Roy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Playing for Watford again will be incredible. I can't wait to wear the shirt. Are you sure you're fit to wear the shirt, Henry? I beg your pardon, Bill Mainwood. What exactly are you questioning? My integrity? My loyalty? My ability? You're 83, Henry, and you gave up playing in 1889. Match fitness is likely to be an issue. None of that matters, Bill. I want to wear the shirt. Goodness, I do. I want to feel polyester on skin. I want its embrace, its nuzzle. And if it can deliver me the exquisite agony of nipple rash, I shall be very... Sorry to butt in, Henry. But, again, that's not how the machine works. Ah, OK. Maybe another Christmas... The three men carry on walking up the slope and Roy gives Bill and Henry more detail on the experience the machine holds in store for them. You see, it won't actually be you in human form on the pitch, Henry. The way the quantum accelerator works is that it transports you into the body of a Watford player of your choosing. 
For instance, it'll let you play as Luther Blissett against Manchester United when we beat them 2-1 in 1978. Bill likes the sound of this a bit more. Golly, Roy. It would be amazing to experience that night from Luther's perspective, or to be Troy Deeney as he scores that goal against Leicester in 2013. Wonderful. And who do you think you would choose, Henry? Well, I'm not sure, Roy, old thing. My first thought is that I'd like to spend 90 minutes inside Alman Abdi. What a ride that would be. To be fair, there's more to it than just a fairground ride, Henry, if that's how you're seeing it. When you go back to the game, you control the player's actions. You can make him do things he got wrong to improve his performance. For instance, if you knew that your player was going to miss a penalty, you could make sure he scored it. You mean, if I already knew which way the goalkeeper's going to go, I could kick it the other way? Good Lord, I could transform Ishmael Assar into someone who's half-decent from the spot. Bill and Henry fall silent for a few moments, contemplating their Christmas present's potential. But Bill sees a possible complication. Wait a minute, though. Won't changing outcomes on the pitch have consequences, Roy? Won't it alter the course of history? Yes, Bill. This machine lets you do that. What? But my Christmas gift to you is that you can rewrite Watford's history for the better. My great Aunt Fanny! At the moment, though, you can only do it once. I'm still working on that side of things. I need to fit one more component. Golly, we can change one result in Watford's history. For now, yes. But if I can get the technology right, you'll be able to change several. I say, Bill, old thing, this is amazing. Watford's history is chock-a-block with games I'd like to change. Just think... If I can alter the right results, I could stop Gino Pozzo from having bought the club. Good. Well, it seems my present has piqued your interest, so I'll head back to the department to finish working on the final component, and I'll leave you two to put your heads together about which Watford result you'd most like to change. See you later. In the afternoon... Bill and Henry make their way to the programme office Bill shares with his 13-year-old assistant, Derek Garston. The two men are excited about their new machine, but some old habits are hard to break. It's Moji by it. Mogi. Moji. Oh, hello, sir. I'm Mr Grover, sir. Merry Christmas to you both, and thank you for my Christmas present, Mr Maywood, sir. Oh, I see. He's given you your present, has he, Derek? He hasn't given me mine. What did he get you? It's a book called One Hundred Years at Vicarage Road by the brilliant Jeff Wickham, Mr Grover, sir. It's the must-have Christmas gift for all Watford fans this year, Mr Grover, sir. Apart from me, it seems. Well, I say all fans, but actually it's so packed with wonderful photos and facts about the stadium that people with arms punier than mine might not be able to lift it, sir. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's superb, Mr Mainwood, sir. Thank you, sir. My pleasure, my boy. I've got a present for you, sir. Except I haven't wrapped it yet, I'm afraid. Never mind, young man. That just gives me more time to look forward to it. Thank you, sir. You're a wonderful role model, Mr Mainwood, sir. You always see positives, even when they're not really there, sir. Which explains the man's views on Gino 
putzo. Bill ignores Henry's jibe and sits down at his desk. Henry settles onto a sofa. In the meantime, sir, have you had any other nice presents, sir? Yes, I have, thank you. I've had a joint one with Henry. Roy from IT has given us a quantum accelerator. Oh, very nice, sir. Oh, good. If you already know what one of those is, I won't have to try and explain. And have you accelerated any quantums with it yet, sir? Ah, explanation necessary. Oh, dear. Well, basically... It's a device that lets you play in an old Watford match as one of the players, my boy. In fact, it reminds me of an old TV show I remember from the 1990s, Quantum Leap. But as for the physics of how it works... Don't bother trying to explain, Bill. Your grasp of the science will be even less secure than Steve Sherwood's grasp of the ball in the 1984 Cup final. Golly, that's a rather harsh comparison. Instead, let's just ask Derek to help us come up with an answer to the question that's been posed. Then we can crack on and use the machine, which, by the way, I shall be having the first go on, old top. Founder's prerogative and all that. I really am very excited. Well, I won't argue with you on that point, Henry. If using the machine would involve me playing football, I'd better give it a miss. Bill turns to Derek and starts off the kind of discussion that makes a long journey to an away game fly past, down on earth. Right then, Derek, my boy, here's a question for you. Which single Watford match in history would you choose to go back and change the result of? Crikey, sir. What a question, sir. All kinds of matches come to mind. I wish I could change every defeat we've ever had against that filthy mob from up the road, sir. So do I, my boy, but you're only allowed to choose one and it's worth considering the historic consequences of the result you change. For example, if we'd beaten the filthy mob from up the road on the last day of the 1963-64 season and put enough goals past them, we'd have been promoted to Division 2 five years before we actually were. Might that be the one result you'd choose to change? No, sir. Because two years ago, sir, if we'd taken our chances against Arsenal on the final day of the season, sir, we wouldn't have been relegated from the Premier League, sir. If history can be rewritten, sir, changing the Arsenal result to a win would wipe away all of the pain of the last three years, sir. Hmm, you've made a very good case there, young man. Personally, though, I'm drawn to my first love, the FA Cup. We've lost in the final twice now. Change one of those results to a win, and I would have what I've always longed for. Always yearned for. I would be happy for the rest of eternity. In Clover forever. Crikey, yes, Mr Grover, sir, and winning the FA Cup would give us another shot at Europe, too. You've convinced me, Mr Grover, sir. Which final would we change, 1984 or 2019? If we change the Manchester City result, we'd have the additional bonus of cancelling the humiliation of having lost 6-0 in front of a billion viewers around the world, Mr Grover, sir. Steady, my boy. Realistically, and to be honest, realistically does feel a strange word to be using in a conversation like this, a 6-0 defeat is a lot harder to overturn than a 2-0 defeat. What do you think, Henry? You'll be the one trying to change the result, so why don't you decide? Which match would you be more confident of turning around? 1984, Bill, obviously. 
Les Taylor narrowly missed a couple of good chances before Everton scored, so I'd very much like to get myself inside Les for the afternoon, bag a brace and then defend the lead. So you really think you can do better than Les Taylor? Don't doubt me, Bill. I might have been a defender, but I proved I can score goals for Watford with my strike against Oxy in our 2-1 win in January 1886. Bill, Henry and Derek feel certain they've arrived at the right conclusion, at which point Roy enters the office. Oh, I found you. I wanted to update you about the final accelerator component I've been working on. I'm afraid I don't have good news for you yet. Ah, Roy, old thing. The good news is mine. Bill and I have decided which result to change using your quantum accelerator thingamajiggity. Oh, good. It sounds as though you've been getting on well together. We've decided I'm going back to play in the 1984 Cup Final, and I can't wait. Today is going to be the best day of my life, Roy, you adorable old sausage. In a couple of hours' time, Watford will be a cup-winning club. And have you chosen a player? I'm going to enter Les Taylor. This is so exciting, Roy. It's my life's dream. I'm going to win Watford the FA Cup. Excellent. But, er, uh, there are a couple of slight problems, I'm afraid. Oh, really? Go on, what? The first problem is something I forgot to mention earlier. For biotechnical reasons, the game you go back to has to be from when you were alive down on Earth and you died in 1949, Henry. What? So I can't play in the 1984 Cup Final? On the positive side, though, Bill can. He didn't die until 2002. Bill can, and I can't. That's not fair. Crikey, Mr Mainwood, sir. It's all down to you, sir. You can win the FA Cup for Watford, sir. Oh, dear. I don't know about that. I'm sure a lot of Watford fans fancy themselves as better at shooting than Les Taylor was. But I don't. No, this isn't fair. It's all wrong. We need to choose a different game. One from before 1949, so I can go and play. But if we want to change club history with the greatest possible effect, that would be a terrible waste, Mr Grover, sir. With respect, sir, there weren't any Watford games of any real significance before 1949, Mr Grover, sir. Nonsense! What about 1903? If I can stop us from being relegated to Southern League Division 2 that year, everything afterwards would be different. But if you do that, Henry, Johnny Allgood never arrives at the club, and we don't have our invincible season the following year. You'd be eradicating Johnny from the club's history and from Hornet Heaven. The 1984 Cup Finals are a much better idea. Shut up, Bill Mainwood. I know what you're doing. You're stealing my share of our Christmas present. You think the whole thing's got your name on it. To be fair, Henry Old Sausage, the Bill Mainwood Quantum Accelerator Hut literally has. Right. He's hogging the present. I want nothing to do with this. Henry, Bill, stop it. My present was meant to stop you arguing. I'm out. No, Henry, wait. Go ahead, Bill Mainwood. Feel free. Travel off in your hut and try and beat Everton in the 1984 final. But I won't be holding my breath. I've seen you play football. You're simply not a man who can deliver me the thing I've desired most of all for 150 years. The FA Cup. Good day to you all.
and another thing. Although, as a Watford fan, I shall take no satisfaction when you fail, Bill Mainwood, rest assured I shall take satisfaction that a black shorts lover like yourself on your big day out will be wearing red shorts. Hello, everyone. Bill Mainwood here. I'm interrupting this Hornet Heaven story to make a Christmas appeal. You see, Christmas time should be magical for children, but sadly, while those of us up here in Hornet Heaven are able to enjoy browsing old programmes from Watford's Christmas fixtures all the way back to 1881, children in the land of the living don't have the same access. But, with your help, this could change. Imagine if there was a place down on earth where children could browse old Watford programmes, where they could learn about the wonders of the club's rich heritage. Well, that place used to exist. And it can again. Which is why this Christmas I'm asking you to support the campaign for the revival of the Bill Mainwood programme hut down on earth. The hut is currently in storage at the Vicarage Road Stadium, but it could easily be restored to its former glory. So please, write to the club, write to the mayor, write to your local MP. Tell them you think my hut should be re-established at the Vic. Of course, I should make it clear this isn't about me. This appeal isn't because I'm getting annoyed how up here my hut keeps getting used for ridiculous purposes, no. <laughs> It's simply because I want a new generation of children down on earth to experience the joy of old programmes. Please, think of the children this Christmas. In the programme office, Roy slumps onto the sofa. Henry has just vacated. Oh dear! Maybe it wasn't such a good idea to create the Bill Mainwood Quantum Accelerator Hut after all. My Christmas gift seems to have made things worse. Don't be disappointed, Mr Roy, from IT, sir. I'm sure all's not lost, sir. Mr Grover would love it if we can find a way to make sure Mr Mainwood succeeds in winning the FA Cup for Watford. But you're forgetting I'm no good at football, my boy. It's not just Mr Grover's dream. It's my dream too, sir. It's every Watford fan's dream, sir. Golly, no pressure then. Oh dear, I need to have a think about this. Yes, you do, Bill, because there's something else to take into account. I said there were two problems, and I haven't told you the second one. You see, I came here to update you with my progress on the final accelerator component, or lack of progress, I should say. Unfortunately, I can't get it to do what I hoped, so I don't want you using the machine just yet. And how important is the final component? Very do you remember I said you could only make one trip back to change Watford's history? Well, that's because without the final component working properly, your trip will be a one-way trip. What? You won't be able to get back. Golly. It will be a suicide mission? No, but only because you're dead already. Dear, oh dear, this is madness. Are you telling me you've given me a Christmas present that's going to result in my disappearance from existence? Uh, yes, I am. If I can't find a workaround, the end of the game will be the end of you. I can't believe 
believe this. You're saying that to try and win the cup for Watford, I'd have to sacrifice my place in a wonderful eternal paradise? To be fair, sir, it would be an excellent trade-off, sir. What? Well worth it, sir. How can you say that, Derrick, my boy? It would be the end of me. But that's a very selfish perspective, sir. I've often heard you say you want players to put their bodies on the line for Watford, sir, or die in a ditch for the club, sir. This is your chance to do the same thing you expect of others, sir. Those were metaphors, Derrick. Exaggerations. Roy didn't say anything about ditches. Oh, crikey. Now I wish I hadn't started this. I wanted to bring you and Henry together, Bill. I didn't want to separate you for all time. If I can't get the final component working, maybe we should just forget the whole thing. Don't listen to it, Mr Mainwood, sir. Think about this calmly and rationally. This is your chance to go out in a blaze of glory by winning the FA Cup, sir. For Mr Grover, sir. For me, sir. For every Watford fan ever, sir. A minute later, a worried Roy is hurrying back to his office via the atrium. He bumps into Johnny Allgood. Ah, Roy, are you okay? Johnny Allgood is a man steeped in wisdom, whereas his long overhanging moustache is probably still steeped in the last thing he ate before he died in 1942. He was Watford's first ever manager in 1903. You look pale. Sorry, can't stop, Johnny. If I don't get back to the department and find a fix for the quantum accelerator I've invented, afterlives are going to be terminated. What? Whose? Bill Maywood won't be conducting magical history tours. He'll be history. Ah, this sounds calamitous. What on earth is a quantum accelerator? It's a present I've given Bill and Henry to bring them together. A piece of technology that will let them alter our present-day reality by changing results in Watford's history. You want to meddle with the past? That sounds terrible, too. Sorry, Johnny. I need to go. I need to get a vital component working. Wait. Where is this quantum accelerator? Is it a danger as it is? Roy is already hurrying back to his department. Don't distract me, Johnny. I've got afterlives to save. Johnny strokes the tendrils of his moustache and with a gimlet eye watches Roy go. Ah, advances in IT always cause trouble. Though at least the new turnstile system at Vicarage Road didn't kill anyone. I'd better keep an eye on the situation. A short while later, Bill Mainwood and young Derek Garston go through the ancient turnstiles on a reconnaissance mission. They are now watching Watford play Everton at the old Wembley Stadium in 1984. Make up your mind, sir. Coming here to watch the game must have made you want to play in it, sir. It must have, sir. Well, it's definitely quite an occasion, my boy. When I saw Les Taylor lead the team out behind GT, it made me realise that if I go through with the quantum accelerator thing, I'll have the absolute honour of captaining Watford in a cup final. Any Watford fan would want that. What do you mean, if, sir? You've got to do it, sir. You've got to. I must admit I do feel a duty to do it, my boy. 
Henry's desperate for the club he founded to win the FA Cup, and I could make it happen for him. Then do it, Mr Mainwood, sir. Just do it. And for the last 20 years, I've made it my job in Hornet Heaven to try and keep all Watford fans happy for the rest of eternity. This would definitely go a long way towards that, but... But what, sir? I must confess I'm having doubts, my boy. I've seen both of Les Taylor's early chances now, and he did brilliantly to come as close as he did. I just can't see how I could do better, what with my two left feet. But it's got to be worth trying, sir. It's got to be. I don't know, my boy. I just don't know. I might be sacrificing my life for nothing. I might be trooping off on a hopeless suicide mission. Oh, crikey, sir. Eh? What's wrong, my boy? No, it's it's nothing, Mr Mainwood, sir. It's obviously something. You can tell me. Well, it's just that my dad trooped off on a hopeless suicide mission at the Battle of the Somme, sir. In 1916, sir. He never came back, sir. Oh, dear. Sorry. I didn't mean to remind you of that, my boy. It's okay, sir. I'm, I'm over the death of my father, sir. Good. I'm glad. And a lot of that's because, because of you, sir. Here in Holy Heaven, sir. You've been so helpful to me, sir. <laughs> there, there, my boy. And you're saying what you just said has made me realise something, sir. Oh, what have you realised? I couldn't bear to lose you, Mr Mainwood, sir. You can't go, sir. Now, now, there's no need to cry, my boy. Dry your tears. I can't help it, sir. If you weren't in Hornet Heaven any more, sir, I don't think I could cope, sir. Nonsense, my boy. I'm not special. I'm just one of the supporting community. There are lots of people like me. But that's just not true, sir. And if the chance fell to any of us to make things better for the whole community by making Watford a cup-winning club, I'm sure we'd all feel we should step up and take it. But someone else could go inside, Les Taylor, sir. It doesn't have to be you, sir. No, no, no. I couldn't consign another Watford fan to eternal oblivion. Then send a player instead, sir. If we need to improve on Les Taylor's shooting, send someone with an amazing shot, sir. Golly, my boy. I hadn't thought of that. You mean someone like Cliff Holton? Yes, sir. Yes, Mr Mainwood, sir. Exactly, sir. Goodness, that would actually be perfect. Everyone's all-time Watford hero winning the FA Cup for the club. And what's more, the big fella was still alive in 1984, so he's definitely eligible. He's definitely the man, sir. Not you. Not lovely you, Mr Mainwood, sir. Yes. What a story. Watford's greatest playing legend going out in a blaze of glory by winning us the cup at the cost of his own existence. What a way to go. But, no, my boy, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to be responsible for sending the great Cliff Holton to his death. It has to be someone insignificant, like me. Please, sir. This is so wrong, sir. And I don't know how to stop you, sir. My mind is made up, young man. I'm going to do it. Today. But you, 
You can't, sir. Please, Mr Mainwood, sir, you can't, you can't. Why not? There's no time like the present to win Watford the FA Cup. Because, um, because, yes, present. That's it, sir, because I haven't given you your Christmas present yet, sir. Well, that's very sweet of you, Derek, my boy. But if this is some kind of delaying tactic, young man, I'm afraid it won't work. It isn't, sir. I promise, sir. In fact, yes, I'm going to fetch your present now, sir. Don't you dare go anywhere near the Bill Mainwood Quantum Accelerator Hut until I've given you your present, sir. Meanwhile, Johnny Allgood is keeping his eye on the situation by checking in on Roy in the Hornet Heaven IT department. Ah, Roy. Sorry to invade your workspace, but time is of the essence. How far off a technological solution are you? Some days, trying to get quantum components to work is like trying to get Daniel Batman to come out and catch a cross. Great, I see. Oh, trying to get Jao Pedro to be as interested in passing as he is in dribbling. So you're basically saying it's not going to happen? Or trying to persuade Gino Pozzo to spend money on a decent centre-back? Ah, now it sounds like you've been talking to Henry. Right. I think we'd better treat this as an emergency, Roy. You carry on here, and I'll see if there's something else we can do to make everyone safe. On Occupation Road, Derek Garston is back from the game at Wembley. He's gone to the lock-up garage that houses Hornet Heaven's maintenance department. Excuse me, mister. Hello, son. What's up? Is uh, Dennis Gibbs around, mister? The maintenance manager, sir? No. He's got Christmas off, son. I'm standing in for him. Lee Eggleton's the name. Just an ordinary fan helping out. What can I do for you? I need a new Christmas present for Bill Mainwood, Mr Eggleton, sir. Instead of the one I originally got him, sir. I want a tool of some sort, and I thought you might have what I want, Mr Eggleton, sir. OK. What sort of thing have you got in mind? I want it to be something quite heavy, sir. How heavy? Yasser Aspria heavy? Or Edo Kayembe heavy? And blunt. How blunt? Darius Henderson blunt? Um, how about... Yes, there. Pass me that thing over there, Mr Eggleton, sir. No, I can't let you have that, son. You'd need a responsible adult with you. But I can arrange that, Mr Eggleton, sir. Would Henry Grover be responsible enough? On one of his better days, maybe, I suppose. Then pass me that tool, Mr Eggleton, sir. And be quick, Mr Eggleton, sir. Victor, you barbo quick. Back in the atrium, Johnny Allgood is relieved to see Henry Grover because it means the father of the club hasn't gone to the Bill Mainwood Quantum Accelerator hut and teleported himself to oblivion. Ah, Henry, glad I found you. I'm hearing from Roy that there's a problem with his Christmas present to you and Bill. Absolutely, Johnny, old thing. The problem is that Bill Mainwood is a selfish, heartless monster. It's just not fair that Bill Mainwood gets to enter Les Taylor and I don't. I mean, I've heard the present isn't working. It definitely isn't, if it was meant to bring Bill and me together. No, I mean there's something wrong with the technology. There's a mortality risk. Is there? 
Well, in my view, the bigger risk is that Bill's going to cock up the only shot we've got at turning the 1984 FA Cup final into a glorious, epoch-crowning, club-defining victory. Ah, Henry, what's wrong with you? All your recent squabbling with Bill has messed up your priorities. There are life and death issues here. Mr. Grover, sir! Mr. Grover, sir! Derek Garston rushes up to Henry and Johnny. He's carrying a sledgehammer. I need your help, Mr. Grover, sir. Good Lord, Derek, my boy. You're in quite the panic, young man. What do you need help with? With Mr. Mainwood, sir. Ah, yes. I'm not surprised you need help with that inconsiderate, egotistical maniac. That black shorts-loving blackguard. That pozzo-apologist. And you've chosen a very good weapon, dear boy. A sledgehammer to crack a nut. Bill Mainwood's nut. Yes, good thinking. A prolonged sledgehammering will definitely sort Bill Mainwood out. It's not a weapon, sir. It's to help, sir. Mr Mainwood's in danger, sir. In danger of ruining everyone's afterlives. I agree. No, Mr. Grover, sir. Please listen to me, Mr. Grover, sir. There's been a development with the quantum accelerator, sir. It turns out that when you go back to playing an old game, you can't come back, sir. If you go, that's the end of you, sir. What? By Jove. Roy didn't tell me that was the deal. Do you mean that if I'd gone, it would have killed me? This is outrageous. Totally outrageous. I know, Mr. Grover, sir. Good job Bill's going instead. What? But it's not a good job at all, sir. If Mr. Mainwood goes and wins the FA Cup for us, sir, he'll pay the ultimate price, sir. And he still wants to go, sir. I see. Well, when you put it like that, maybe he's not so selfish as I was thinking. I should respect that, I suppose. Henry, I don't think you're quite getting it. There'd be no Bill Mainwood anymore. We need to save Bill. Do we? though. Of course, Mr. Grover, sir. Holy heaven wouldn't be the same without him, sir. Well, that's true. But would it be better or worse? Worse, sir. A billion times worse, Mr. Grover, sir. Henry, get a grip, man. You can't seriously want Bill non-existent. Well, I have to say Bill has been wrong about a great many things, especially Moji Byatt and Cristiano Goretta, so... But do you actually want him wiped off the planet? Well, I suppose if I were to think about it, that might just be a good idea, Henry. Henry takes a moment to reflect on the times he shared with Bill Mainwood over the years, and the memories come flooding back. He remembers the playoff final victory over Leeds when he and Bill were so thrilled that they went back and watched the game together three times straight. He remembers the playoff final defeat to Palace when the two of them supported each other through the soul-shattering disappointment. He remembers hugging Bill ecstatically after Watford won their first four Premier League games of the season under Javi Grazia. And after a while, he can't remember why he's been arguing with Bill about some football agent called Byatt. Goodness, Bill's a fellow Watford fan, my dearest friend among Watford fans, and he does so much for us all. If there was no Bill Mainwood, how would we? How would I? We need Bill Mainwood. 
I need Bill Mainwood. Hornet Heaven needs Bill Mainwood. Are you okay, Mr. Grover, sir? I'm so sorry, Derek. And you, Johnny. I'm sorry I've rather lost sight of things, haven't I? That's what happens when Watford fans argue among themselves. So will you help save Mr. Mainwood, Mr. Grover, sir? Yes, yes, dear boy. I bally well will. A short while later, Bill Mainwood is making his way down Occupation Road to his repurposed hut. There's a lively brown and white Springer Spaniel dashing about at his feet. Sorry, Wooter. I can't run with you. I've got something I need to do in my hut. Bill squats down and tickles his dog's chin. In fact, I won't be running with you Ever again, I'm afraid. It's time to say goodbye, boy. <laughs> I've got a chance to win the cup for Watford and change everyone's lives up here for the better. So come on, give me one last nuzzle, boy. <laughs> what? What? Come back here, my boy. No, stop it, don't... Oh, not against my hut. Bill gets up and composes himself as he approaches his hut. Ah, oh, well, this is it then. Into the hut for the last ever time. Golly, Henry, what are you doing in my hut? Our hut, remember, Bill? Roy gave it to both of us, old poppet. And I invited some friends in. So I see. Hello, Johnny. Hello, Derek. What are you all doing here? We're saving your life, Bill, old sausage. Well, it's very kind of you to try, but I'm afraid you won't stop me from playing in the cup final. Oh, yes, we will, old thing. You can't go through with this. As father of the club, I forbid you. But this is a chance to change our club's history, Henry to make you the father of an FA Cup-winning club. I know, I know, I know. But, as Johnny here has come to tell you, meddling with a club's heritage is wrong. As a matter of integrity, Bill, you of all people should appreciate that. And I do. But some things matter too much, Johnny. If winning the FA Cup like this is wrong, I don't want to be right. But you need to think of the implications. It would change our reality here in 2022, Bill. Winning the cup isn't necessarily a good thing. Look at what's happened to Wigan. You need to be careful what you wish for. I'm sorry, but you won't argue me out of this. I see. Well then, old thing, there's nothing else for it. You give me no option. Go ahead, Henry. Do your worst. OK then, listen to this. You mustn't sacrifice yourself because, because, because I love you, Bill Mainwood. There, I've said it. Admittedly, it's not entirely unconditional because I'll never accept your ridiculous preference for black shorts. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> Stupid. But I do love you, Bill. Thank you, Henry. And I love you too, despite all our differences. Really? You do? Despite even the whole mogi and modgy thing? Yes, Henry, of course. Whatever Watford fans may be divided about, we're all still on the same side. We should never forget that. Goodness! We've just declared our love for each other. Roy's present has brought us together. Yes, I suppose it has. But it's also going to separate us. What? But how can you, Bill? We've just told each other we... I did say you wouldn't change my mind. But, excuse me, Mr Grover, sir. Can I say something to Mr Mainwood, sir? Please do, dear boy. It seems he won't listen to me. You see, Mr Mainwood, sir, I haven't given you your Christmas present yet, sir. Here it is, sir. Sorry, I didn't have time to wrap it, sir. Goodness, my boy. It's a sledgehammer. That's quite strange for a Christmas gift. It's more of a token, sir. A token of what, young man? A token you can exchange, sir. For what? For eternal life, sir. By smashing this bloody quantum accelerator with it, sir. Golly, language, my boy. Here, take it, sir. I want you to be the one that smashes the machine. You want me to destroy Roy's incredible invention? Golly, I don't think you take kindly to... Hey, what are you all doing in here? Roy hasn't made any progress with the final component of the quantum accelerator, so he comes down Occupation Road to the machine itself to see if he can solve the problem a different way. He says, And what are you doing with that sledgehammer? Nothing at the moment, although Derek does want me to destroy the quantum accelerator with it. Does he now? Well, I've got a different view about that. I'll take that sledgehammer, thank you. Sorry, Mr Roy from IT, sir. It was the only way I could think of to save Mr Mainwood, sir. By smashing my incredible invention to smithereens. Ah, calm down, Roy. Derek isn't being rash. Bill is on the verge of obliterating himself. And the thing is, we don't actually need the machine anymore. Because it's done the job you wanted it to do. What? How do you mean? Go on, Henry. Go on, Bill. Tell Roy about the conversation you've just had. I've told Bill I love him. And I've told Henry I love him. Oh, I see. Well, that's good then. Yes, it is rather. Thanks to you, Roy, old bean. Thanks to me. Yes, I, I suppose it is. In that case, it's mission accomplished. Exactly. At Christmas, at this time of peace, we can all... Stand back, gentlemen. What? Hey, look out. Johnny, look out, everyone. Roy lifts the sledgehammer above his head and brings it crashing down on the quantum mechanism. Merry Christmas, Henry. Merry Christmas, Bill. Merry Christmas, everybody.
A little later, Bill and Henry are back at the foot of the huge twinkling Christmas tree in the Troy Deeney atrium. Roy's with them too, again. He says, Well, now that I've made you friends again, I expect you'll want to be giving each other these. Roy hands Bill and Henry the presents they got for each other but didn't open earlier. Ah, yes, yes, well done, Roy. There you go, Bill. Merry Christmas. And a Merry Christmas to you, Henry. <laughs> Why, thank you, Bill, you old lovely. It's a garden gnome in Watford kit doing a knee slide. And you've got me exactly the same, Henry. Thank you. What? You like gnomes? Are you a bit simple-minded? How splendid. It proves we do think alike on some matters after all, Bill, old sausage. Yes, I'm afraid we let our differences get the better of us for a while there, and I got carried away with the idea that I could cheat history by winning the FA Cup for Watford without proper consideration of the implications. We've got Roy to thank for bringing us back together with his amazing invention. What? It was the failure of my machine that did the trick in the end. It turns out I'm not a genius after all. I'm just a nerd. Well, we love you as you are, Roy. And we loved the way you looked out for us when we were having our troubles, didn't we, Bill? Absolutely. In fact, Roy, Bill and I will always welcome geeks bearing gifts. <laughs> See what I did to his geeks. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. The End Geeks Bearing Gifts was written and produced by Ollie Wickham. It was read by Colin Mace. Ollie and Colin and all those who have contributed to Hornet Heaven this year wish all Watford fans a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. It's just not fair. <laughs> it's just not fair that Bill Maywood gets to enter less. <laughs> it's just not fair that Bill Maywood gets to enter Les Taylor and I don't. <laughs> <laughs>